0: Hello, Polytopians! Thanks for tuning in to the Polytopian Times. I'm your host, Sam, and today we're talking about Hudric, a tribe made up entirely of Robin Hood's merrymen. Let's take a look at them. The autumnal leaves above you seem to glow, illuminated by the morning sun. There are rustling fire in the sky, swing gently in the breeze. You're in a forest of maple trees, made up of mostly flatland, with a few large hills breaking up the woods, their smooth green slopes rising up just above the treetops. You can hear birds singing around you, and in the distance a woodpecker occasionally pecking. Roaming through the trees, you spot a hooks, a large black bull-like creature with huge horns. They're aggressive, but can be distracted by tossing a handful of the rare hara mushrooms, which they love to eat, in the opposite direction of where you intend to flee interspersed about the forest are keeseberry bushes, berries that look and taste like raspberries. Keeseberries can be made into pies, cobblers, tarts, fritters, breads, jams, and a multitude of other delightful confections, as well as a refreshing tea that sharpens the mind, which means the berries could have a stimulant in them, akin to coffee or tea. As you may infer from the extensive repertoire of baked goods, Hoodrick have the finest bakers on the square, a medieval people, themed directly on the tale of Robin Hood, and they dress and act the part, wielding bows from turn one and wearing some sharp green bicocket hats with a red feather tucked in the brim. They live in suitably medieval cottages and castles that bring up their English heritage. They also mirror their English counterpart with their history, having gone through a period of turmoil before being able to unite their kingdom. To commemorate their ancient struggle, they built the Halarda Pillars, Each of the four pillars represents a core ideal in Hoodrick's society. Justice, kindness, nature, and accuracy. Although these merry men value kindness and accuracy equally in the pillars, in practice they need to leverage their excellent accuracy far more frequently and more urgently to succeed. Let's talk terrain. Hoodrick has 150% forest spawn rates and 50% of the default mountain spawn rates. They have lots of trees. Hudric starts with archery, so with their early access to archers, Hudric has a military advantage, as long as they can get some warriors up to support those archers. They're easy to kill on their own, let's be honest. They also get a defensive bonus in forests at the start, and with their land's rich abundance of forests, they have more defensive bonuses to leverage when fighting there. Hoodrick starts with an archer, and that makes them both strong if they can ambush opponents with a warrior supporting the archer, but also weak if that archer is ambushed while alone as they can be killed relatively easy, and that is your first unit, which ideally needs to be getting a city within the first couple turns. If it's ambushed and dead instead, you are not succeeding in expanding, and you need to always be expanding. So, usually, I suggest sending your first unit towards the center of the map, but in this case, I'm going to recommend you send your archer off towards the edge of the map or a corner to grab the cities there while you upgrade your capital level 2 and get a forge and make some more warriors that can instead go towards the middle of the map and not get abused too hard when first contact is made. Make sure not to churn out archers until you make contact with an enemy. You want that spare economy you'd be spending, that extra star for each unit... Directed towards improving your star return return in each of your currently existing cities, or getting new text to improve them, or making even just another spare warrior to go off and find a new city to claim away from the combat. Until you make combat or contact, though, it is not wise to push out with a whole bunch of archers, just willy-nilly. Once you do make first contact, though, what you really want to do is prepare a shield while using probably warriors and position your archers behind that, preferably with some defensive bonuses so they can weaken the enemy units off before you finish them off with the warriors. So hopefully the warriors don't take any damage in the fight, or if they do, it's minimal. Those archers are going to remain useful throughout the game, too since you're going to be the only land-based ranged unit a standard tribe's going to have access to that can both move and attack on the same turn. So you're really useful in situations where you need to keep an offensive front grinding forward without relenting on the pressure you're causing the enemy to have, or if you need to react fluidly when you're on the defense and you have ever-changing contacts, when you need to defend a city on the right-hand side of the uh, front one turn, and then you need to rush them down a road to, you know, defend the city on the other side. The next turn, it's they're they're very good for fluid defense and offense. And keep in mind, concentrated archers can even cut down giants, especially in the early game before they get a chance to impact the battle. To get in range to hit anything, to get in range of a city, and I mean that's you might not have many other uh, feasible options for taking those giants down early on. So. Make sure to leverage your archers when you can. And, I mean, you know, keep an eye out for some conquest opportunities you otherwise might not have access to without ranged support. Even though, when knights do hit the field, they weaken archers' impact. Archers are still important. They're still the only ranged unit that can support you on the move. Catapults are great and all, but archers can keep up with the attack. So... In regard to Hoodrick's economy, you're going to want to go for hunting when possible for your first economic tech and not organization because that's going to line you up for forestry. Lumber huts are going to be your best friend for city growth. You're going to probably also naturally gravitate towards sawmills and catapults with mathematics because, I mean, it's going to both boost your economy and give you a military edge early on. So I hope you are in for being a supreme Ranged unit on the square, but also focusing everything pretty much towards being in range, because that's likely where you're going to be. Now, to uh, support this focus on ranged artillery strength, you're probably going to want to get shields up. They're the cheapest way to get a 15 health melee unit that has three defense on the front lines, so you can uh, you know make some pretty beefy front lines and then, uh, I don't know, put archers right behind them and catapults behind that obviously all it takes is one knight to penetrate through the wall so you're gonna want to make sure you keep those uh shield guys those defenders at full health i mean maybe having a scattered mind bender in there that can just heal up the You know, a couple of different units in the shield wall on top of them healing per turn might be nice, scattered in with the archers. At the end of the day, you're not going to be spending a whole bunch on this. These are not swordsmen massed behind a surge of knights and battleships or anything. It's a cost with, uh, you know, just the defender and uh, the archer alone. You've got two spare stars that you'd otherwise be spending on, say, a, a knight surge that you're just probably not going to want to bother with um it's just i don't know you're not lined up for it it's going to be a different direction tech wise and you have to spend a lot more stars to get there early on you're going to be focusing on artillery and you honestly yeah probably better just focus on it for the rest of the game because that's the advantage you chose at the start now and as long as you can get that good cheap shield wall up and you can fire behind it with an artillery support, you can slowly grind your way forward up to enemy cities, you can conquest the capital this way. And at the very least, you can hem them in. You can deny them places to expand to using the uh, you know area denial. If you put a unit up, uh, enemy units can't walk past it. They, they get stalled once you get close. It's uh, area denial. So you want to put up your units, those you know, shield guys up somewhere where they can deny the area so the enemy can't get past you even to expand, just finding other new cities. If you cut them off with a shield wall, then hopefully at your own leisure, you can go and take the rest of the cities behind said shield wall, making a whole empire. They've now got to fight as well as break through that shield wall. And of course, the whole time, you're firing back with artillery support, at least archers, if not also catapults. So, I mean, yeah, keep your eyes out for when your opponent does get knights, because that's going to be your least favorite part of the game. You're going to have to make sure you keep defenders up and don't let them die. It just takes two knights, especially without a defensive bonus, to run through a shield. And that second knight, can get a chain that wipes out the rest of your artillery so honestly once they show up it makes sense at least for catapults to keep them spaced out don't leave them touching each other don't make a chain if you can leave breaks in it you can save yourself at least some of your forces if not all of them and i mean at the end of the day what you want to do with this tribe and honestly with any tribe is just always be expanding expand your territory expand your economy expand your Place on the tech tree, just always be expanding. So, let's say you run into Hudric early on and you need to counter them. What you're going to want to do is hit them hard and fast, especially early on. You want to get in range with, say, cavalry units. Riders can raid in and demolish some archers before running off. They are going to take less damage when attacking the archers. The archers, especially without a defense bonus, are going to be easy to kill honestly for that and i mean once you get up to knights they're the bane of archers and catapults any ranged unit they just kill strings of them so just keep in mind archers are definitely easier to damage when they have to defend versus when they get to attack so you want to hit them and weaken them before they get to attack whenever possible that way they never get to hit you with full strength and you always hit them when they are weakest ultimately why would you want to choose Hudric? If you want early access to archers and a defensive bonus in the early game, and can plot your starting moves to keep that first archer alive and yet useful, this can be a powerful tribe that gives you flexibility and early game dominance when your opponent only has warriors. Well, that was our look at Hoodrick. As always, thanks for tuning in to the Polytopian Times. Next week, we're taking a look at Quetzali, the Bird Riding Shield Boys. See you then.